You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 28.5 for that third split and first into the straight as sure thing captain. Looks like the Irishman might have broke gear. It's galloping back in the field. Sure thing captain led. On the outside, model Barno comes with a run. In between runners sticking on as Rocker Coco, but he gives it a little bit of rain now and sure thing captain dashes. It leads by five or six metres. Second model, Barno. Rocker Coco's going to come again, in fact, and grab second. But sure thing, Captain, much too good. Beats a very brave Rocker Coco. That did a power of... Yeah, work. that was his first run at Menangle recently. A sure thing, Captain. And it was a painless watch as well as a Chris Barsby joins me. Good morning, Chris. How are you this morning, Steve, Chris? Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's only four starts. Yeah, really well. Really well. Yeah. So looking... Yeah, he's only had four starts, Chris, for, for three wins and one second. And the exciting thing about him, Chris, and he led on that occasion, something all new to him, but he just looks so green and raw and plenty of improvement to come. And Shannon Price is with us now. Shannon, good morning. How are you going? Very well, very well. How awesome. did he come out of that Simpson Memorial victory last time out? Yeah, no, he pulled out really well. Very happy with him. Okay, looking at this race on Saturday night, is this race deeper as far as in comparison to what he beat there in the Simpson Memorial? Uh, there's a few in there that were in there last week, but uh, the two from Victoria of Shane Sanderson's are two new ones. Um, they've got a bit of a rap about them, but uh, yeah, I've been through their form and that, and I wouldn't say it's any stronger than what it was. Barsby's with us. We're talking to Shannon Price about this horse that runs in the final race at Menangle on Saturday night. Sure thing. Captain, you're with us now, Chris. I am. Hopefully uh, the gremlins are out of the system, Stephen. It sounds a bit clearer. Absolutely. And uh, you were asking Shannon just about the about this race and the quality of it and the strength on Saturday night. Yeah, and the fact that it's 2,300 metres for the first time he goes beyond the mile on Saturday night, Steve. So I'm just keen to get Shannon's thoughts on how he, uh, he will handle this because he's got to handle this if he's pushing towards the derby. So, Shannon, any concerns about the 2,300 metres? No, there shouldn't be. I mean, he, he's, um, he's thrived down here and he's relaxed really well down here. So he's uh, <clears throat> settled into the environment. And as far as the distance go, goes, I've worked him further than that and he seems to be no worries about it. So... You know, there are a few fronting up for the first time over the distance. There's only one or two that have raced it. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting for all of them. Shannon, just with last start, he gave nothing a look and he started short and he was quickly on the lead. Um, it was That's all new, wasn't it? Because he's never led any starts prior. He came off the speed. Uh, well, that, well, being first out at an angle and having a good look at the, the television screens on the inside is always an interesting thing for them. It's like, uh, yeah, they've never been in front of their life before. But, uh, no, his first start, he came from back in the field. And then his, his last start, he had to sit in the death seat. But uh, he did lead there when he won his uh, first race. But um, Oh, did he? Know, okay. Yeah, yeah, he led from barrier five. So he has been in front. Um, you know, any position doesn't really worry him. But... Uh, 
you know, being the, the distance race and that, like you can't really be, um, you know, doing too much work throughout the run. You know, all the babies, you know, they're only early in their, their career and, and that. But, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting for a few of them over the distance. How do you want to drive him on Saturday night, Shannon? Do you want him up in front again or, or you were, are you prepared to sort of drive him off cover this week? I mean, when you're in front, you're out of trouble. So that's obviously a, you know, a prime place to be, especially at Menangle. But uh, he's so fast that he could come from anywhere and, and still win. So it's just a matter of using his speed, um, whether it's early or late. It's up to Adam completely when he's out there just to see how the race unfolds. I mean, it's not a, it's not a brilliant front line, but, you know, over the, the 2300, there'd be a few probably looking for a sit as well. Okay. Will this be his final start before the Derby heats in two weeks' time? Yeah, yeah, he won't start for another two weeks. Um, that's the way we planned it, to have uh, two weeks in between his runs, and then, yeah, the, the Derby heats is two weeks after this Saturday night. And what are you hearing on the ground down there as far as what's like when he come? School captain, he's out of action, he's got a little bit of a bone chip. Uh, captain's knock, he's had a little bit of a setback, so they're out. Uh, there's word coming through from New Zealand. Alton Meteor still unknown about Merlin, whether he comes across. What are you hearing down there? Uh, I've heard that uh, the Lost Storm's not coming. Um, and yeah, I'd heard about Captain's Knock and School Captain. Uh, better be the best trial at Bathurst uh, about 10 days ago and won his trial. Not overly fast, but I expect him to front up somewhere shortly um, to, to be able to go in the heats. Um, but apart from that, no, I hadn't. I hadn't heard too much about who was, what was coming, and all that. So I think Grant might be bringing down a couple of his. Um, but yeah, I haven't really heard too much. Okay, but you wouldn't want to be swapping, though, would you? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> In all the years okay. you've been training, Shannon, is he the most exciting young horse you've ever prepared at this stage, or thing, Captain? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like he's, you know, we've had a few Group One, two-year-old winners and that, but. This guy's just so, um, yeah, we're yet to see what he can do because on in track work, he's just very uh, casual and you wouldn't think that he can run what he can on, on his track work. But every time he goes into a race, he just surprises us with something new. So we don't know exactly how far he can go yet. I know you would never sell him, but I bet the phone's been ringing. No, <laughs> haven't heard from anybody, which is good. <laughs> okay, they might know, hey? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably no not to ask. <laughs> the other thing with Sure Thing Captain, this is basically his first prep because he only, you know, went to the, the education uh, back in December, mid-December. He was only qualified late December. So he's not showing any signs of sort of uh, needing a break or anything like that. It's still full steam ahead? No, well, if you go by the feed bin, there's uh, nothing left in the feed bin whenever you go to feed him. So... He eats that and all his hay and everything and goes out in the paddock and runs around like an idiot. So, you know, like he's he's still showing that he's he's on the way up. Um, but after this, this um, series down here, he will go for a spell. Okay. And out of all of the horses that you've got down there, uh, how does he sort of compare as far as settling in and handling the, the new environment down there compared to the others that you've got? Well, it's funny you say that. Last time we came down last year, I bought three of these down that I've got here and they didn't settle in that well. They took about three or four weeks before they actually started eating properly and that and, and putting back on their weight. These guys that I bought down here now, they I weighed them on the Saturday, three days after they got here. 
the most one had lost was two kilos and they've just settled in so much better and they're eating and drinking the house down like they're just yeah, completely different horses like they've actually got good manners down here which they don't have at home but um around the stables but they're just yeah they're just they're angels down here and the way they're eating and drinking and everything like that you'd swear they'd been here doing it all their life so absolutely no problems with the way they've settled in when was the decision made to gelch or thing captain shannon uh, when he was down south, he was a bit of a um, a cult, so a bit cheeky. So they, uh, the breakers suggested that we uh, turn him into a gelding. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing him race on Saturday night. Just your other couple of runners there. Van's and going around in that trot. How do you think he's going to go? Yeah, he's worked really good. So um, he just made a little little bit of an error in Brisbane. Um, I've done a few changes in his gear and his shoeing and that, and he trialled really good before racing and then he just got a little bit excited at the races and jumped it off but his run was outstanding after that and his trial here last week was good he just sucked away behind the paces and they went 152 his own time was 154 so he's you know not far off where he should be um you know like it's not a exceptionally hard race but no probably not his favorite distance to 2300 but like he's he's worked really good down here so I expect a really good showing from him Okay, he's a feature race winner in Sydney at Menangle. So is the main aim for him that Group One Hammerhead race? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we brought him down for to to give him a chance in a big race. You know, we 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 think he's good enough with his really high speed, and um, you know, just tuck him away behind the good ones. And it showed last time he was down here, he he, he ran second in one fifty three. So you know, I believe this time in he's probably as good as, if not a bit better. And Last year's, um, the equivalent of this race last year, I think, went about the 153-1 mark. So he shouldn't be far off, you know, being able to run that 53. So we'll give him a chance. All right. And some moment somewhere, will it be his night on Saturday night, a runner-up his last four? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, you think he looks frustrating and everything like that, but he just um, he just shied at the, the light across the track at the winning post on his first run down here, Adam said he just pricked his ears and just, yeah, he should have won, but he just yeah, looked at the light. So it's during the, the still daylight on Saturday night, so he shouldn't do it again. But, uh, you know, he's, his work's been really good as well, so he's ready to go. All right. And, and hold on to your bling who goes up against uh, Sure Thing Captain. Uh, can he race well? Well, if you look at his times that he ran uh, when he raced down here last Tuesday... He went 152 even, which was actually faster than Sure Thing Captain. So he's actually, you know, not as not as far behind the other horse as what people might think. But he's, um, yeah, no, he's come along really well. Right. So everything's going to plan by the sound of it. It's uh, really encouraging uh, signs this morning hearing how they've settled in. So it's uh, onwards and upwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, no more after Saturday night. You know, it's always something different when you, you go away and you've got to train them differently on different tracks and like we've had storms all morning this morning and we've had over an inch of rain so the tracks are all mushy and and everything so again adjusting to that and then they had the hats out on Menangle today to protect the inside so you're working outside them so there's obstacles every day like that you've got to overcome but you know you just got to use your brain and and you'll be right so you know like we're, we're, we're happy with them all so after Saturday night they have a run we'll know exactly where they're at fitness wise and everything so leading into the bigger races all right. Well, he's an exciting machine. There's no doubt about it. We wish you well and appreciate the time this morning. No worries.
Yeah, just one final thing, Shannon. That last quarter there, 26-4 the other night down at Menangle, uh, pretty kind to the horse. So I just wonder what sort of quarter he could reel off. He was really opened up. Uh, I don't know yet. Um, we haven't had to do that. One day he'll, he'll have to do that. But uh, no, Adam only just, he was just shying and looking at the uh, television screen at the 50 metre mark and Adam just had to run the rain across him to get him to concentrate and away he went. So yeah, he's he's got, you know, probably he'll break 26, that's for sure. Mm. But uh, how fast, we don't know yet. So after a couple of hundred, where would you like him to be there on the weekend? <laughs> Oh, well, in front out of trouble is always the best spot to be. But, again, you know, 2,300, you'll just have to drive him accordingly, um, see what everyone else is doing. But um, in front would be fantastic. You drive him like the best horse in the race. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Easy. Thanks for that. Shannon Price joining us, Chris. See him go around again there on Saturday night. That's encouraging news that he's settled in really well. So... Onwards and upwards, his final start here on Saturday night before he tackles. Mick Brennan's with us. Yeah, looking forward to this chat with um, um, Mick Brennan. Uh, Mouse, appreciate the time. No worries at all, boys. How are we? Really well. How's Penny Tiger? Uh, Certainly, absolutely fantastically, mate. Um, he arrived last Wednesday at Luke's. Um, I, we, Catherine, myself and the twins uh, rode. Uh, a couple of hours after him, um, but he hasn't missed a note. Um, drinking great and um, really happy with his work since. Okay, so that's better than expected. What were you expecting? You know, because it's a long trip, Perth to the East Coast. What were the expectations with the travel? Um, he's a pretty cruisy sort of dude. Um, and he's always been a reasonably good eater, but to be honest, yeah, he's exceeded my expectations um, with with how good he's eating. Um, you know, like he, he's done really well since he's been here. So yeah, really happy. Okay, so next Friday night, Newcastle Mile, that's where we get to see him? Yeah, absolutely, mate. He'll, um, he'll go into Menangle Saturday night, um, and thankfully Wano and the crew at, um, at Menangle are giving us the opportunity to work in between races. Um, so Jimmy Rattray will have a, have a steer on him then, um, so he gets a feel of the horse, and, and also just give the horse a look around Menangle. So, yeah, no, really looking forward to that Saturday night, and then, uh, yeah, can't wait to get up to Newcastle. Okay, well, I was keen to ask about the driving situation, but you've answered it there. James Rattray will take the drive. Yes, mate, he will. Yep, yep. He, um, you know, he obviously drives the track extremely well, and he's uh, no stranger to, to high-pressure races, Jimmy, and he's, um, he's driven a few winners for me in the past at Gloucester Park, so hopefully we can continue the, uh, the good working relationship. Okay. He made a clean sweep of the Knights of Thunder. Brilliant time. You elected to bypass the WA pacing cut. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, and I suppose history will tell us whether it was the right or the wrong thing. But just looking at it now, it, it was the right call, wasn't it? Oh, I believe so, Chris. Um, you know, once he once he had that hard run in the Golden Nugget, and things sort of just went pear shaped for him. Um, I just backed off him and scrapped the pacing cup uh, preparation with him, and decided to concentrate on the Knights of Thunder. And if we if we happen to get through the Knights of Thunder and um, I was happy enough with the horse and how hard of runs he'd had. I was still going to head towards a pacing cup, but after, you know, like he, even though he, even though he, he, you know, he, he broke Chicago Bulls record by over half a second, um, and he seemed to do it quite comfortably. It's still quite taxing on them. They've still got it. Yeah, you know, no horse has ever gone that fast in WA, so um, it takes it takes its toll. And yeah, I, I was I was very comfortable with you know Saturday morning. I pretty much uh, had told the owners that you know the pacing cup was off the table. We'll concentrate on hopefully trying to get into an, into a miracle mile with the horse.
Okay. So he's on the fastest time at Gloucester Park. Tick over 151, a half mile. So what, what do you think this guy is capable of uh, at Menangle? Uh, oh, to be honest, I don't really know what it sort of equates to. Um, I've, I've no doubts he'll go 49. Um, you know, no doubts at all. And the thing with him is he's actually he's actually a much better trailer. Um, if something's rolling along in front of him, he'll just follow speed all day. And then he's just got that, um, you know, that that natural cruising speed that he can drop quarters off as well. You know, he's he's an excitement machine. Um, he's in great order. So um, hopefully he produces his best over here, and they can see how see see what I see in him anyway. Okay, for sheer speed, is he one of the quickest that you've trained? Oh, by far. By far, I've had some uh, very fast horses. The bucket list was exceptionally quick. Um, this bloke is, um, you know, Ivan Victoria has had exceptional cruising speed and great depth. Uh, but this bloke's well and truly on the march towards, um, you know, he's, he's definitely the second best horse I've trained. But um, I think in the next couple of seasons, he might he might very well take that medal as being number one. He, uh, yeah, like I, I, well, I've worked him at Pinjarra, um, three carts off the markers, and he's run up in 25-3. Um, you know, he's just got crazy speed. Yeah, well, that's high praise indeed because you've worked with some good ones. The, the Miracle Mile is the main target. So if he wins the Newcastle Mile, he, he secures his place in the Miracle Mile. What about all this hype about Captain Ravishing Mouse? You watch races everywhere. What are your thoughts on this boom Victorian? Geez, I'd love to own him. It's great to see Hass Table with a really, really good horse. You know, Hass has been around for a very long time and he's a wonderful guy. Uh, it's great to see him with, with such an outstanding horse. Um, oh, look, he's, you know, his times are exceptional, but, um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see more once he gets to Menangle and, and takes on some of these chariots horses and then, you know, and I know how hard it is for horses to take that next step up to the, to the absolute elite. Um, at this stage, he looks like he's probably going to handle that with no worries at all. But you just don't know until they get there. But um, yeah, what, he's just—he's he's great for harness racing because he captures every, everyone's imagination because he's just so fast. Um, and uh, you know, like, I, as I say, I, I can't wait to watch him when we get to uh, get to Menangle next Saturday night. I, um, you know, like watch him in the watch him in the chariots is just going to be an exciting race and. Um, just fantastic for everyone to, to see a horse of that quality. Mick, you've got that big Western trilogy, you know, with the big gallops race, the Quacker and the Nullarbor and the Greyhounds as a sand grape. Will we see this horse in the Nullarbor, Penny Tiger? Uh, still not sure yet. Um, there's only a couple of slots really available for him, but I'll be guided by the horse um, and see how he gets through the Miracle Mile. Uh, if we get to the Miracle Mile, um, there's also a little bit of interest in him from New Zealand for their slot race, being being over the shorter trip, um, and we're halfway there. Um, you know, and I think he, he would be really suited to that Cambridge Cambridge Mile. And then, you know, obviously, there's sort of you know, I'd, I'd love to get him to Queensland for the carnival, but I'm just not sure whether it'll be this year. But um, you know, we'll just sort of see. He's only likely he's only had you know been lightly raced throughout his whole career because I've sort of looked after him. Um, he's only been lightly raced his prep, so um, we'll, we'll see. I sort of I want to get through this next couple, this next month, and then uh, then we'll assess what we'll do after that. Just your assessment of the whole concept of that Western trilogy and where it's placed. What do you think of it overall as an idea? Uh, oh, look, overall, I think it's just a fantastic idea. You know, like it's um, and we see, you know, you often see with the Gallops Carnival over there. Um, you know, like the amount of people that that, that that get to the Gallops and then. Or go to the trots on the Friday night before they get to the gallops um, is fantastic, um, and it's a, it's the age old old problem that everyone has is that 
you know, like you see, you obviously see with the Gallops carnivals, they sort of slide into one on each other, and they, they're taking horses from major races here and there. So it's, it's very. I understand the logistics is very, very hard in regards to timings, um, but yeah, as an idea, oh, I think it's fantastic, mate. I've got uh, a very good close group of friends who um, who are in the Rockingham Ram Racing Syndicate. Um, you know, and for them, it's just just absolutely amazing week. For, it will be for them, you know, because they've secured slots in all three: the Gallops, the Trots, and the and the Greyhounds as well. So, you know, for them, it's fantastic. Um, and for all the other slot holders that have got the, over the three, you know, it's just a really big week mm. for everyone. I wonder how many horses away from WA will end up in that Nullarbor. Not too many. Well, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there'll be too many because obviously Cambridge is on on the same night. Um, and it's, it's a very difficult trip to get over. Um, you know, get going from Perth to, Perth to Melbourne is, 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 is not an issue. It's it's a flight over to Western Australia that makes it very difficult. So I think that uh, hopefully Rawa can look at chartering a flight because that might actually entice a few of the few of the Eastern States horses to get across there, and especially you know like the the Gallopers go go probably from I think from the TJ Smith um, across to to um, to the big race over over in the Western Australia. So it's um, yeah the logistics of it all makes it extremely difficult, but the concept itself is um, is outstanding. Okay. Hey, Mouse, just on that Newcastle Mile next week, just getting back to that race with Penny Tiger, what are you likely to run into there? What are you hearing down there in Sydney that you know, um, could be opposition? Uh, Bondi Lockdown. Uh, I think Luke's only nominating the one. Um, so with Bondi Lockdown, um, I would imagine one or two from, from Victoria would probably come up. But to be honest, uh, I'll beat Joe. Um, there, the Telfers are staying at Luke's as well. Um, I think well, BDJ, you would imagine, would be there. Um, so, yeah, no, look, it's, it's exciting. You know, I just, mm. I can't wait to get into the race and to see what he can run. You know, like Newcastle yeah, is a very, very, very fast track. Um, and the, the racing style definitely suits him. Yeah, and as you said, he can lead, but he can certainly follow speed just as well, if not better. So uh, he, he brings that X factor this whole carnival at the moment because they're completely different form lines. So it'll be very interesting to see how he measures up. And just with that workout between races on Saturday night, uh, will it be a solid workout or just a little bit of a poke around? No, he'll he'll have a decent hit out, mate. Probably I'll probably try and get Jimmy to, you know, just just to, to simulate simulate race uh, race conditions as best we can. So he'll only work over the mile. I'll ask Jimmy to run him, run him from the mile start into that first turn, um, then back off, give him a little bit of a breather that, um, you know, that a track work run would suggest you get, uh, and then let him make sure he strides, strides up up the straight. So I'm, I'm tipping somewhere around 52, just a, just a nice, easy, nice, easy hit out, but still he's got to gain enough out of it so that I can uh, have him ready for Friday. All right, excellent. Hey, Mouse, really appreciate the time. Uh, good luck uh, in Sydney and uh, hope everything goes to plan over the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, hopefully so, mate. And then I can uh, finally, I've been, we've been wanting to get to, to Queensland with a horse for years. So uh, I, I just, I'd, I'd love to come home and take part in, uh, in some of the feature races there for sure. Thanks for your yeah, time. Easy. Work into the clear, goes to the outside now. Penny Tiger is clear. Orlando Blue's wide out. Tenzig Bromac, and then I'm a rocker. Billy Rebel talks up a storm. Penny Tiger in front. Tenzig Bromac trying hard. Then Orlando Blue. Penny Tiger's in front. Tenzig Bromac can't get there from Orlando Blue. And it's Penny Tiger home for the cash in the Knights of Thunder. Penny Tiger, Mickey Graham. That is the driver, too. Chris gets way back in the bike there. Um, last couple of starts, Grantham. Yeah, Mickey Grantham, uh, he's got a, a great association with Mouse Brennan, so uh, 
I'm sure he would have enjoyed those a uh, uh, couple of drives there with Pinning Tiger winning that feature. He's a proud Queenslander, Mickey, uh, uh, Mickey Brennan, uh, up from the Darling Downs, or born and raised on the Darling Downs. As we know, he's an Olympian. He's a, uh, a gold medal winning uh, Olympian uh, for hockey for Australia. So he's doing great things over there in the West. And it's always good to see him with a good one. This man knows him really well, our next guest. Yes, Matty Young's with us now. I wonder who gave him that nickname, Mouse. Do you know, Matt? Um, I, he did tell me a long time ago how he got it. I think it was. Um, no, I can't even. I can't even say. I, I'm not even 100 percent sure. I thought it was just because he was a bit bit small as a young fella. So, but I could be. I could be very wrong. Okay. He mentioned the bucket list. That's uh, that's bringing back good memories for you. Yeah, absolutely. The bucket list. He uh, finished third in the pacing cup. Competed in an Inter Dominion uh, Grand Final. Uh, he ran sixth, and um, yeah, he was is a wonderful horse for us, and um, yeah, definitely the uh, highest ability horse that I've ever owned. And um, yeah, we had a great great fun with him. Mm. He's a, a very interesting horse, Penny Tiger, because we just don't know how to read these uh, form cards of his. So he, he just brings in that X factor. And the Newcastle Mile next Friday night is going to be a very interesting race. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he's got that gate speed, and he can really be able to set up his victories just by running the arm because he's just so fast. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how it all measures up with uh, the WA Gates lead to New South Wales and um, see how he goes around Menangle and his little hit out that Mouse was just talking about. So, yeah, there's plenty of things that are, are pointing his way to being capable enough of competing at the highest level. It's just whether he's had enough experience. And, I mean, whatever he does through this preparation in the eastern states is going to really advance his career along. I think uh, good horses elevate themselves when they race other good horses. And uh, we could see that with him. Could he beat Captain Ravishing? I, I highly doubt it, but um, I'm happy to be proven wrong. i tell you what, I, I should have asked Mouse, um, given that he was the foreman for Gary Hall for so long, and he worked with I'm the Mighty Quinn. There's no faster horse than I'm the Mighty Quinn. It would have been interesting to get the thoughts on, on Mouse with I'm the Mighty Quinn's speed and, and compare it to, you know, uh, Captain Ravishing. Yeah, um, I think Quinny was, he was, what was most impressive about him is the way he used to get around Gloucester Park. And it was like he was built for that track. Uh, he would be running low 27s out three and four wide and uh, that's where he would make all his ground coming towards the turn was when other horses had to sort of balance themselves and he would just sail around the corner like the champion he was so yeah he's um, Captain Ravishing's a very different kettle of fish he's still got a little bit of a hitch in his gait and wants to hang a little bit around Melton I think he's going to definitely suit an angle that's for sure but um, he's got freakish ability Captain Ravishing of what we've seen. He's just unbelievable. So, um, yeah, hard to compare horses. And uh, as you know, Chris, I don't like comparing champions. Yeah. I'm sure Gary Hall Senior would bristle, though, hearing all these things about uh, Captain Ravishing's speed and uh, people just not paying respect to, to I'm the Mighty Quinn. But uh, Chris is not a fan. Have you gathered that? Matty? What was that? 
Chris is not a fan of. He hasn't joined the fan club yet. Captain Ravishing. Oh, fan Captain club. Ravishing. Yeah, he's not a fan. Really? I'm still harboring a grudge from Black to say no one rated him until uh, he won four into Dominions. But anyway, we might we might do the same with Leap to Fame. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> well, as you said on my show on Tuesday, Chris, Leap to Fame's got the score on the board over him. So yeah. Um, and and like I go back to that Victoria Derby run where Grant Dixon learnt so much from the start before, and his drive in the his drive in the in the Derby was just unbelievable. He knew what he had there, and it was a great drive, and he was able to run everything off there, run them ragged basically. So um, mm. yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of Leap to Fame. Don't get me wrong, like Captain Ravishing Speed is something. I think they're different horses. That's pretty much that's what makes racing so great. Is Leap to Fame's got that sustained brilliance over such a, a long distance, and Captain Ravishing's point-to-point speed is like something we haven't seen for a very long time, if ever. Mm. Yeah, it's great for the sport. There's no doubt about it. So we look forward to the year ahead. We've got nine tomorrow night at GP. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, look, best bet on the card tomorrow. Um, I thought would come up a little bit later in the program. Race six, number one, I'm a five-star general. I think it'll lead. I think it'll win. I'm just worried about the price, about I'm a five-star general. It uh, could be a little bit shorter in the market. So uh, if you wish to have something else to play with, I think race nine, number three, August Moon, trialled up really well, showed good gate speed in the trial, and Gary Hall Jr. goes on. I think the horse is going to get across to the front here and from there it should be able to win. So if you want to do the double race six, number one, into race nine, number three, or back them, whichever one you prefer. Robbie Williams aboard, I'm a five-star general, Gary Hall Jr. on August Moon. General, race nine, number three, August Moon. That's how we play Gloucester Park tomorrow night. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys.